same clique, same friends, never change on my folks, you know how boys is. A ficky ficky one, two, to the three. It's podcast cheddar and Buddha fucking J. Buddha. Yeah, uh, the baby we fucking living. These motherfuckers lying cause niggas don't get it. I don't know. Ah, Podcast three, bitch ass. Back in this, back in this once again. Little change up, cheddar check in. Another episode for you, your boy Corey from the Chan. mama's house. <laughs> yeah, a little change up, little little venue change up. Mm. Got my man Buddha G, Greg Mitchell, man, with me. Uh, house sitting for the parents, man. Shout podcast. Out. I was telling Cheddar earlier, man. It feels like we just like in a sitcom and we just changed settings and shit. Like we went from like Martin's house to like Nipsey's or some shit. It's like we we stay sitting in the same place, but then we just like now it's like my parents' house, <laughs> and now it's like Smitty's dive bar. There and we some go. Shit. But really, it's just two dudes doing a podcast straight into straight their phone. The, straight out the phone, man. We can take this thing anywhere, basically. Roll with a phone anywhere. Plug in your stock earbuds into the shit. Start press record. And you're making art, bro. This fucking circus is traveling. We're making art, bro. We're kind of like the Harlem Globetrotters. We'll take this show wherever on the road. <laughs> mm. Salud. Salud. Shout out to Havana Club. Much love, C-Dub. Hey. Bringing back the rum from C-Dub. Cuba. Man. Viva Fidel. Viva Che. Viva Revolucion. You know what I'm saying? Un mundo mejor es posible. Hell. That's well. what I remember from... Another world is possible. That's Man. what I remember. That's that's what the billboards say in Cuba. They don't None say I'm here though. They don't say I'm here. <laughs> None of this fucking bullshit out here. <laughs> Slanging peanut butter and dildos. <laughs> Whatever on the billboards. Oh man, yeah. it's always peanut butter and dildos out here. <laughs> that's like America. That's always like my go-to. Why is that like? That's like my go-to response, like example for like commercialism or some shit. They're just trying to sell peanut butter and dildos hey, out man, here. Shouts out to George Washington Carver, man. It ain't your fault, bro. Oh yeah, no. it wasn't your fault. Oh, bro. definitely much love, George Washington. Carver. <laughs> yeah, a lot of love for George Washington Carver, bro. Super ahead of his time, man. Hey, speaking of ahead of. Jesus, G-Dub Carve, man. The homies come. But much love, C-Dub. Uh, just came back yeah, from man. Cuba and uh, hit hit Greg up with a little, with a little Havana Club rum. So. An- Añejo Reserva El Ron de Cuba. So we sipping on This shit tasty. This shit mighty fine. We're that sipping sugar good. Cane. That mm-hmm. sugar cane. That sugar that cane. That sugar cane. Much love to Cuba. Shouts out to Cuba. And it's like untainted. This rum untainted by this... Brutal American capitalism. Man, you know what I'm saying? And shouts out to all the, you know, the enslaved who made the sugar cane happen. Word. You know, in the Caribbean. Right, right. Because it's not to romanticize the, it's not to romanticize the Caribbean or Cuba. Never ever. Some perfect shit or Mm -hmm. utopia or something. Definitely not. But much to learn. Much to learn. Much to learn. Much love. Shouts out. Enjoying this room. Yeah, hey. Cheers to that. What a time to be alive. What a time to drink this wine. And shouts out to the motherfucking championship Golden State Warriors, though, who just put the hurt, who just put the work on the San Antonio Spurs. This game was so hyped, blood, blood. This game was like, oh my god, it's gonna be so crazy, and then they just got dogged out, like looking like every other motherfucker out there that we scrape on. Man, so that that means basically. 
We just handled in one week. We just scraped the Cavs by thirty, the Bulls by thirty, and the Spurs by thirty. Three of the top teams in the fucking league. I mean, that just makes you like Travis Scott, Two Chains, Ti upper echelon in this motherfucker. I don't know, man. Motherfuckers ain't. I don't know. It seems like people can't touch this shit. The shit's you don't want to get too cocky and arrogant, right. but you still kind of want to be cocky and arrogant when you slapping motherfuckers like this. I mean, it's it's like a warranted arrogance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's a it's a real just confident swagger because it's like I mean, goddamn, the proof is in the pudding, but it's like I mean, shit's speaking for itself, you know. I mean, this. You know what? The Bay right now, as as far as like the sports, is just. This is peak time right now, man. Mm. It's peak base sports. I mm. mean, like, you know, we were talking a little bit about the base sports last time and, like, which, you know, where you reside on the fandom and shit like that. And, you know, there's, there's things to be debated, obviously. But I will say, man, just as a, you know, a non-partisan observer of just a Bay Arianist and, like, a, 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 a dude who grew up in the Bay loving shit in the Bay, I mean, the Giants got three in the past fucking six mm-hmm. years of championships. The Niners had a fucking dope-ass run while they was going in. The Raiders are on the up-and-coming right now. Um, and the fucking Warriors, blood. I mean, we can say some things about the Sharks, you know. You know. <laughs> They do their they they do all right in the regulars. They like the Peyton Manning's kind of uh, right, like right. the uh, of the hockey world. It seems Shouts like. out to the Sharks, man. I really don't. We fuck I, with the I, Sharks. We I all mean, know I, them that well. Yeah, I just don't. Been a one. I went to one game with the Shark Tank, man. Oh and yeah, that shit was hella fun. Oh shit. Okay. Hey, you should go to a game though, cause they're hella fucking fun. I seen a fight when I was there. Of course, man. That's, like that's what they do, like man. And so yeah. they're always like the a white a, boys. Beat they're always a, man. They will let some white boys fight on oh, the yeah. ice. Oh yeah, on some shit. But if you you let one nigga throw a punch, boy, can you imagine, bro? boy? You out the league, man. Like, can oh. you imagine? Like, I just I think about that though. Like, I was just like, oh, bro. Like shit. when I watch hockey highlights, I'm like, yo, they are swinging like every game. Bro, like, that's the how they sell off. their sport. It's like watch this puck hit my, all my teeth out and watch us fight. Like that. Like what else? Do you watching but this like when would shit? you ever like if that was if that was a bunch of brothers like you they it would Bruh. be shut down so fast this and Negros everybody would be in jail <laughs> fighting bruh it would they would call it a they would call it a riot they would, call they would riot. literally they call, would call it a riot, riot. be like there should be more police at oh, the game it'd be the grossest They'd be like i mean racist. come on now oh man it'd be just imagine fucking so the, the espn first take bullshit that would be on the air man oh it's just so be, bad Horse shit. I mean, it's already horse shit. Twenty four seven. Yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. We already know, man. But I feel you though. Like we're definitely. I mean, the Bay. I mean, it's just crazy how we have so many teams. Like we have so many pro yeah. sports teams. I mean, I already. Yeah, I missed like the A's. The you know A's, what I mean? but it's Ugh. tough times for the A's, right? It's real tough. It's times always for the tough A's. times. For like, the A's. Yeah. Yeah. I, guess, uh, I don't Anyways, even want to go we, there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. it's real tough. And these are some. These are some. Some lifelong man, lifelong. Fans, man. We were talking about last time. Ricky Hindu, Eric, you know, Dennis Eggers. Man, come on now. now. R.I.P. Dave Henderson, man. Mm. One of my favorite players when I was little, man. Oh, man. R.I.P. The Gap Tooth legend. Hindu, man. The Gap Tooth smiley face legend, man. Yeah. Always brought my little kid's spirits up, up to the nth degree. Yeah, man. Mm. Yeah, that dude. That dude was a real one, man. Yes, indeed. R.I.P. R.I.P. Hindu, but 
Much love to them dubs. It's been very entertaining. It's just like, it is a blessing. It's I'm just enjoying the ride right now. Very much living in the present. You know what I'm saying? Very like, much. Some, as are they. really special shit. I mean, hey, it's just, they're chasing the joy. Oh, man. Super chasing the joy, right? Like, and very, very based, man. Just, just very, very based. based. I feel like Steve Kerr came in with the, you know, the mindfulness perspective. Mm-hmm. Everybody, don't get too high. Don't get too low. But very, very much be in the present and enjoy what the fuck you're doing. And, it, and if it ain't going your way, like, lock in a little little bit more you know right. it's just it's like life man just like go hard put in everything you can be mindful about it don't fucking kill yourself but fucking go hard do everything you can to get better mm-hmm. you know like everybody improves every year even fucking most spaces ass you know <laughs> what i'm saying shit yeah just improve man yeah yeah uh it's it's real dope it's really dope to see and um that shit was yeah it was pretty hilarious too. Popovich's comments. Hey, Popovich is a G. <laughs> Greg hey, Popovich. Greg San Popovich Spurs and coach. Aquarius. I will rep that. Oh, oh you, you repping for the? I'm, a, I'm repping. For, team, I'm repping for the Aquarius. Aquarius. My birthday falls on February seventh, the same day as the Super Bowl. Uh, so shouts out to me. Shouts out to Greg Popovich. I will shout myself out if nobody else will. God damn it. Uh, but Popovich came out and he was like, "What did he say?" He was like, almost got him. They, 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 got, they, got, scraped by, got, they got scraped by 30 points. He was like, almost got him. Almost got him. No, we didn't. So my first comment's going to be, what do you say? My first comment's going to be, I'm just glad my GM wasn't in the locker room after the game because that one would have got me fired. <laughs> right after, right like right after the same week as David Black getting fired after the Warriors put a scraping on the fucking Cavs and LeBron James like, hey, up top. Can't have this no more. Can't have this. We need we need, our coach needs to be the nigga that Allen Iverson fucking crossed over and stepped over. That like that should be our coach. And you know you ain't winning when that's your coach. I mean, you that's, know you ain't winning when that's your coach. And that's really like the Warriors out here ending coaching careers, like ending coaching careers, killing Just spirits, like giving people deflating the you losses they've experienced. I mean, they were talking about the Spurs being like. This historic defensive team not letting people have more than 89 points. And these motherfuckers had 120 uh, 120 points, and they had 90 points, and it was a 30-point drubbing. Man, dubbing. Mm, 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 mm. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. It is crazy, though, to see, like... I mean, the boy Steph Curry will get into a zone where it's just, like, it's unreal, man. Like, it's he's doing, like, some... Like not human shit. Like it's yeah, just really like literally though. Like it's the the type of shit where it's like we watch sports because you're amazed right. by like what the human what what a human body can accomplish or like yeah. you know what I'm Precision, saying or achieve or something. Like, like it's pretty crazy to see somebody locked in like that. It really is, man. And, and Steph is one of those once in a generation transcendent players. And like um, I don't know something about growing up with Jordan. Um, and seeing just amazingness, like, night in and night out, made me not, personally, like, other people probably were hella much astounded by certain players. I was never really astounded by many players post that, like, Kobe Bryant. He seemed like a mimic of Jordan, but not as raw to me. Um, Shaq, always hella big, dominant, like a motherfucker. I would never discredit a motherfucker, but, like, dominant, but not, he didn't blow me out of my seat. Uh... The one person I will say in the post-Jordan era that's been just transcendent to me was Allen Iverson. Like, really just, just changed the game. 
I mean, on, on so many levels, not just a basketball court, but with the, you know, coming with the swag, like, with the braids and, and the jewelry and, and, you know, everything, basically, the whole aura, changing the game, basically making David Stern having to implement a fucking non-Negro policy, basically, just like, you got to dress more white, basically, dress code, um, but really, that's the only one to me, maybe there are some other ones that I'm not, not thinking of, I don't know if you can, but Steph, man, he's just like, you got to watch it, kind of. You kind of got to watch it as, like, a just like an observer of, like, I mean, if you appreciate entertainment, like, sports, music, culture, like, motherfucker is, like, really blowing the shit off the, you know, out of the water, basically, mm. with, it, with his style of play. It's, like, what I keep telling people is, like, from from my eyes, from, from my eyes, like, um, he just, every time... He hits a shot. I mean, you you would think that you would be used to it by now, but I, every time it's just like a fucking. I'm just shocked every time he hits a shot. Every time I'm just like, no, he's not. He can't possibly do that again. I don't know. It's just some unreal shit. It's just really like he shoots from so far away, like it's nothing. So it's it's just, it just baffles the mind. It's it some, just boggles it's some video the mind, game type and that's shit. why I feel like it's just like. That's why the crowd gets hype over. It's not a slam dunk. It's not, he's not jumping over everybody. He's doing this as like a motherfucker who's like your partner size and like he's just dogging people, man. He like he makes people just look like children. Like he had, they were talking about Kawhi Leonard being like the best defensive MVP monster of the year and shit. And like he just went, like he beat out Draymond last year for fucking defensive player of the year, which never should have happened because Draymond's a fucking beast. But um. Yeah, I mean, he's making them fools spin around like it's nothing, like just on a like a simple dribble because you're so scared that he's gonna shoot from like damn near half court and he'll make that shit. So it's just another thing. Man. It's just another. It's another level, man. This shit was crazy. It's another level. It's like he's yeah. I mean, just doing some wild shit and just dogging people out like, and it's like some just. And as a Warriors fan, and as a Warriors fan who grew up oh every God. year watching this fucking team, was heartbreaking. And just to know that the best player in the universe is on your team every night is just some amazing shit. But fuck gentrification because they have now gentrified the Oracle Arena. Mm. And, you know, even repping that name is like repping a corporation owned by Larry Ellison, mm. one of the richest billionaires in the world and shit. So it's like, you know, like you can't really afford a ticket no more. You pay like $150 and get the skyscraper t- uh, nosebleed seats, you know what I'm saying? So... It's hard to get in that motherfucker, but, you know, when you do, when I do, I scream my motherfucking ass off, man, yeah. I scream, I, because I'm going to get every fucking scream for every fucking penny I paid in that bitch, so. It's uh, it's it's crazy, that's hella real, though, I mean, like, they, they've been so terrible, they were just like, the Warriors, when we were growing up, just god-awful, like, so bad, man, like, man. Just like 15, 20 wins, like 20 win seasons. And we went hard for them no we matter what, man. And that bitch was always sold out. That Spree shit was packed. for three! <laughs> Break! Whether they were winning like, you know, 15 games or 50 games, you know what I'm saying? But it was like, I, super fortunate, uh, shouts out to uh, the homie Zach, who works for the Warriors and uh, got... Don't say anything incriminating. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, all professional. All, all professional. professional Super professional. It was all business. It was uh, the homie hooked it up. I, I got to cater some coffee for work uh, for an event where Jason Richardson recently, like they dedicated a hoop court to him in uh, yeah. in East Oakland, and um, 
straight up get to chop it up with Jay Rich for like, you know, 15 minutes or whatever. Man. And like, he talked exactly about that shit where he was just like, I mean, we start getting into some gentrification. She was like, oh yeah, you know, housing prices go up and they don't got enough housing supply in the Bay, man. So I mean, that's why right? it's like, Jay Rich. All the, prices, all the prices going up and then people can't afford it. Shouts out to Jay Rich. Like, man. shouts out. I was like, Jay Rich. You is the man. Come on, the 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 come with the the the, the savvy convo. Man. But I told, I was just like, hey, hey, Rich, like much love, man, because like when I was when I was coming up, the Warriors were, it was tough, bro, because <laughs> it was like, and he was like, man, I know, he was like those like twenty win seasons and everything, and he was just like. Hey, but we had the best fans though. He was like, we had the best fans, and really, he was saying like, he was like, I mean, you know, like it's 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 amazing right now, but I mean, like, you know, it's it's loud in there, but I feel like it was louder when I was here. Man, hey, you gotta you gotta you gotta tell the story of uh, of you know why he thought it, right, like right. the Oakland fans, yeah. like you know, what I'm saying like, he was like, was, oh man, you know, it was so dope, man. Like it was, he was just we just went into all types of shit, and he was. Just like, I mean, I told him, I was like, I agree, man. Like, 07, the We Believe year, we make it to the playoffs first year in like 15 years or some crazy shit, and like beat, you know, as the eighth seed, sweep the the number one seed, sweep the Mavericks. Uh, It was unreal. That shit was like, and it was just like, the whole town was like, so lit, so lit, so I've never been so high off a sports sporting event ever. Like, that was, and you could feel the the entire Bay Area felt the same, man. Yeah. It was so crazy. I remember after, like, after the last game, um, we went to the to the mezzanine and saw like a, a, it was the Nas Hip Hop is Dead tour, <laughs> hella funny. And uh, he brought out Snoop and Snoop came out with the Baron Davis jersey and just uh, everybody was so high off that shit, bro. It was like uh, high off many things, but just yeah, really high yeah. off the environment of the, of the whole bay. Just felt just like on a fucking like on an ecstasy high, yeah, man. It was just yeah. everybody was so happy. Just hella so clean. much, and Jay Rich hella repped the fan. He's like, man, you look like if if something happened on the court, you might think some motherfuckers might jump out the stands oh, oh, and like, yeah. oh yeah, no, you know, no, like Bulls is like Bulls is not playing out here, man. Yeah, like, yeah, no, no, Bulls I mean, is down to protect their team. <laughs> he was like, ride for their team. He was like, at first. You know, when I first got drafted, I was like, "Where's Golden State?" Where's Golden State? <laughs> I was like, "I know." Seems I was like, like a big area. Know, that it might be it. It was like, "Oh yeah, Oakland." And I was like, "I know, I know." They're never trying to rep the town. The never, teams, man. The bootsy ass team, you know, whatever organization is never trying to rep Oakland. The East like, Oakland yeah, Warriors. Like, where is where is where is Golden State? Yeah, the East Oakland Warriors. But Jay Rich was like, "But man, I remember it was like some game in like he was like we were real bad that year. He was like he was like oh three. 04 we were real bad we were winning like maybe 20 games but like he was like we had this one game with I think it was like the Portland Trailblazers and we got into a fight and he was like it was in Oakland it was at Oracle and the the bench is cleared and he was like and then I turn around and like fans have jumped out their seats and are on the court and are Really about to take swings at these big ass, <laughs> like squaring up, like pro basketball players, like you what's know, happening? Like, really about to take some swings right now. And he was like, and that's when I knew he was like, man, nobody can't mess with our fans. Like, Oakland got the realest fans in the league, bro. <laughs> man, and I was like, hey. I was just like, yo, the stories are true, people. I know, man. I was like, yo, thank you so much, bro. I was just like, hey. 07, I think, was, like, that was the peak of that time of, like, yeah. 
the real diehard, these like oh, real yeah. diehard fans, and it was like, and tickets were cheap as hell. Tickets were cheap, bro. Like they the they were selling like, them shits class. on Groupon for like ten dollars yeah. a pop, man. Yeah, like it was real. Club two hundred. Like, Shouts out to everybody in Club two hundred. You know what I'm saying? Right? And people love that shit. Like, people love those teams. You know what I mean? And it was just like, because it was accessible. And, like, everybody, it was accessible to a yep. large mass mm-hmm, of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they weren't really, you know, getting a lot of shine from the league because they were terrible. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, they're. Absolutely. Yeah, man. but Never had that. heart. Jay Rich, so much heart. Like, always balled out. Always playing hard. Held, held, it, held it down on a dunk contest yeah. for us. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, hey, man, that might never happen again. That might never be, yeah. never be again in the mm-hmm. bank, you know? Yeah. But I was just like, but it happened then. I was like, I feel blessed. I got to experience that absolutely as man. I was growing up. And I was like, and yo, thank you because you were a big part of that. You know? yeah, absolutely, man. And he was just like hella cool and humble and like appreciative and all that And shit. that's that, that's that, uh, that's a Saginaw love, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Saginaw, Michigan love that continued on, and that's a, that's such a that's such a uh, I don't know, just like a I man. I mean, I don't know how much I believe in coincidence or whatever, mm-hmm. but I think that's such that's so clean at a place like Saginaw, like working class, like black folk coming up. I mean, it's like so many parallels with Oakland, mm-hmm. and just like we get Jay Rich holding it down for us, hardworking dude, going hard, like. Really repping for our team, man, when nobody else would. And now getting Draymond Green doing the same thing. Having somebody who trailblazed as Jay Rich trailblazed. Um, and having Jay, and having just like Draymond Green, such a, a G dude, in here doing the same thing, man. Rapid and it's just like bring, real bringing, the real, bringing the heart, being the heart and soul of the team. And it makes so much sense to have folks like that in Oakland doing the same thing, you know? So, you know, I, I just, I gave major props to that and like... You know, and, and and it was really cool to see Draymond sharing the championship bus with Marshawn Lynch. Hella clean, man. It's just town you business. Know, town business, here. man. It's just like I don't know. It's kind of perfect out here. Kind of perfect in as, that kind of sense, you know. As 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 the girl Tia No More comes comes on. Hey, man. Um, I'm definitely. I mean, we were talking about how <laughs> screw pivot pivot. Oh, uh, oh, we stay on our three-point oh, stance, oh. bro. Hey, you dribble, drive, and shoot. Dribble, drive, and shoot. You stay in your three-point stance so you can make, you know, a transition from one topic to another. Pivot drill, y'all. Whap, whap, Running the weave. <laughs> Ooh, three-man weave, but it's kind of like a two-man weave out here. You feel me? But, yeah, man, we were talking about the these younger female MCs um, in the game right now that are kind of giving some shine. Um, the Kamaya came on the playlist earlier. Tia No More. Um, so some female MCs in the town doing their thing, man. And it was dope too. I just peeped this uh, Kamaya interview on Pitchfork recently, and she was talking about like kind of spoke on like not trying to like trying to engage with hip hop and like trying to be an artist you know be a hip-hop artist but not have to leave with sexuality as a female right and that's just dope man and as a youngster right she's like 20 years old or some shit Mm -hmm. and it's just like that's really dope to i feel like have that consciousness and be able to articulate that like some of these gender dynamics right but it's just like there's a lot of that going on you know what i'm saying and like a lot of a lot of folks out there grinding i know there's like a bunch of like female artists out there grinding that like we never hear about absolutely man but like i talked about like abra on one of the last one of the last pods Mm -hmm. we did and how you know atl atl like 
um, artist who is a producer and is just like making all her own beats and shit but speaks on like not wanting that to be such a rare you know I don't want you to be surprised when you know that I'm a female that's like making all my own beats or something like but um, so it's just dope to see people doing their thing you know what I mean I mean Dave's Loaf around. out here repping out of Detroit mm -hmm. I mean you got Detroit Oakland Atlanta I mean um, what's her name uh, Don Monique mm -hmm. you heard of her yeah, where's she from? Again? Uh, New York, I believe. Right, right, right. I believe. Yeah. I hope. Uh, I hope, just for the sake of my own sake. Mm -hmm. uh, but nah, listen to her mixtape, and that shit was that shit was clean, man. It's just they they they're gassing, man. They're mm -hmm. gassing. They got bars, man. It's not like some novelty shit. It's not like riding the coattails of some dude or some shit or like. And, and it's just like you know. I, you know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta really blow this fucking male-dominated shit out the water, man. And I, and I feel like they're doing a really dope-ass job doing it, man. It's just like we don't have to be like this to be a, a rapper. We don't have to be like that. We don't have to cater to you in these certain ways, you know. You know, I feel like Nicki Minaj did a lot of for that. I feel like before Nicki Minaj, like the Lil' Kans, the Lauryn Hills, like a lot of people did a lot. You know, there's a, there's always a story. You know, there's always right. you know people that came before, and I feel like that should be. You know, rep, but I also feel like there's so much importance to you know rep the youth and rep the young people who are out here mm -hmm. finding their voice, cultivating their voice within social media, through 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 all the blogs, through all the you know the different avenues, and just cultivating a voice when it's tough to do so. Man, it's it's mm -hmm. tough. It's tough to do so. There's a lot of roadblocks, and they're doing it, and they're fucking they're beasting, and they're going hard with this shit, man. Right, right. And I just found out about um. Um, Kamaya, mm -hmm. Kamaya through Twitter, man. She just had a Twitter buzz, and I think uh, maybe I am Sue reblogged her shit, mm -hmm. and I like found uh, uh, Kamaya's video. What's it called? You had the name of it, but that video. It or How's like, it feel? Mm -hmm. Slap. How does it feel to be rich? Yeah. How does it feel to just live? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. And it, like the video was lit. Everything was fun about it. She had the brick cell phone in it. It was just like, oh, oh yeah. She yeah. all about the brick. The cell brick phone. cell phone, man. The Zach Morris, man. The the, 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 the first dope boy cell phone, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. I got I got major respect for all these people, all these youngsters coming out and doing their thing. With the the gender dynamics, though, it's like I remember. Uh, shouts out Trisha Rose again, but in her hip hop class back in the day, she talked about the like female female artists in hip hop, like kind of had to. It's it's such this at least in the beginning. Well, not still now. I mean, just that hyper masculine like energy and things or yeah. space where it was like you have to you have to take on that persona like the brat or something right, like right. let me be a hard ass female like i gotta be a thug ass motherfucking yeah. female like yeah. or even like Lil kim or even i feel like Lil kim and like, like foxy brown and shit like kind of awesome you know like hyper like it's not suck my dick but it's just like eat my, my pussy, pussy. Right? yeah it's you like know? the same hyper sexualized images of black females and black mm -hmm. women yeah for sure absolutely mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then it's so the, i mean then i feel like like lauren hill though kind of broke that down a little bit or like you know, complicated that, yeah. that mm -hmm. narrative, you know, mm -hmm. and then in such a, in such an amazing way, I mean, such an amazing kind of artist. In really? I mean, but then now it's just on some different shit. Like, I, I feel like it's like, there's still that, but then I love seeing some of the youth just kind of just doing their own shit, like in a completely different lane. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, this chick Abra is like on some, you know, like, just like singing and like some just kind of out there-ish beats at times and like just more experimental and whatnot but still like got that vibe and is dope and then 
uh, I feel like Tia No More is just is like a spitter, you know? Like, I yeah. feel like she just, like, really spit like And that. the first time I heard her was on fucking Kaylani shit. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we ain't even got to say nothing about her because she, I mean, everything, she, man. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we went into her. Yeah, that. man. I mean, she's so fucking amazing. Man. Yeah. Come yeah. on now. But then it's, it's like, the gender shit's hella interesting to me because I remember how I took a history of jazz class in college and one of the things that really stuck with me was how they talked about women in jazz were usually relegated to like being singers right like right. Billie Holiday mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. but because they were not looked at as smart enough or like didn't have the like mental capacity to like play an instrument or write music right or all that so then it almost made like when I was coming up and seeing like R&B artists, right? Like Alicia Keys or some shit. And she's mm-hmm. like playing the piano like while she's singing and everything. Very front and center. Like in all her videos, like at her shows, like all that. Like always kind of the piano was so present. Right. And I was like, damn, that's almost like revolutionary in a way. Like hmm. even just putting that image out of like, I'm not just a singer. Right. But I can make this music. Like I'm a music creator. You right. Know? Uh-huh. Like I'm going a, I'm to a compose some songs. I'm going to write some shit. I'm going to play this piano. I'm going to sing. And um, I thought that was dope. It just kind of flips that whole stereotype or whatever box on his, on head. his head. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, how, you know, same things like. You know, looking back at old writers and shit, and everybody was like, "Well, this is a black writer. Or this is a you know, Latino writer." It's just like you know, trying to get to the point where it's just like you don't need all the labels in front of it. It's just like this person's a writer, this person's a singer. But I think it's still important though mm-hmm. to to clarify, like you know, I I can see it as as a thing that people like look at and be like, "Oh, it's, you know, we don't need to be like a black writer or a female writer or this writer or that writer." But it's like. I, I kind of take some pride in that, man. It's like, nah, man, we had to come through all this bullshit mm-hmm. and, and, and more shit than motherfuckers that didn't have to come through that and and um, and be out here. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and it'll be tight to get to that day or whatever, but I don't want it to be on some fucking punk-ass post-racial shit where we don't acknowledge the fucking histories of everybody right, that had to right. do what they had to do to get into the places that they're in. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, like, it'll be tight when folks are not, it's not like, oh, the female MC or the black writer or the, you know, the, the queer this or that. Or it's just, But it's like, you know what, though? Like, they, you know, our identity still should be repped, you know what I'm saying? And it still should mean something, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I know hella people want to be like, well, we don't need to be all to do it. We're all together, and it's like, you know, we're all one and shit. It's like, that's cool and all that shit, but like, mm-mm. Like, we done been through too much shit. We done suffered through too much. And, and the story shit, you know, people don't want the story to be about the suffering because people, you know, people have hurt that come along with that suffering. So it's hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it's, I think to know about it and not be so burdened by the story of the struggle and, right. and learn how to flip that into something that can be empowering and shit, I think is I think it makes it even you think I think it makes it even more empowering. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so shouts out to everybody doing this shit against all lies and, and and against like you know the institutions that would have you do otherwise. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. And beat you down. So I mean, I I think that you. you you want to tell your story. You should just t- be able to tell your story. Right, yeah, You should be right. able to tell your story mm-hmm. from, like, your perspective. Without all these fucking stipulations. Right, man. right. And it's not to, like, minimize, like, you're not, it's it's not that, oh, you know, we're all just human beings or whatever. And yeah, so, like, yeah. we all just, it's not to, like, disregard people's, like, like a, you know, there's just histories, like, people's stories contain 
histories of oppression and like all types of shit and struggle and like all that and happiness and joy and pain and love and all that shit and it's like because there's all those things in that world Mm -hmm. in the world that we're in right yeah absolutely and so i mean i feel like people should just be able to like speak to those histories but at the same time it's like on the uh, what's always interesting to me is that like there's a like the creation side of it right there's like the Mm -hmm. the storytelling but then there's like on music especially like with hip-hop and things there's like the music creator is like the dj or the producer right and i feel like those have been like i i I came from djing and whatnot and it was this like very male dominated space you know um and so i always thought it was dope to see some female djs that were coming up you know and um wanted to like support them in that but um you know, but I, I would also see like fucked up little things, right? Where it's like you, the there'd be like the DJs who were like hyper focused on like their technical skill, right? And the craft, and it's like I need my blend, you know, a mixing <laughs> of two songs to be like so on point and perfect and all that shit, or my cuts or like whatever I'm doing. Yeah. And then it would be kind of like the female DJ would like get a pass or some shit, you know what I mean? To like be not as tight or something, you know what I mean? Right, like to right, be right. not as like technically on point or some shit Mm -hmm. but then it was just like nah man like like you should we should be welcoming like as a space for like folks to be able to come into it but they should also not i mean like everybody should be held to this standard of like we should be on point and we should be pushing each other as like artists or like as a craft or some shit like that right yeah so there's always that and then there's all like i feel like the the whole thing around like um who has who has the means and who has access, access to these different man. things, right? Yeah, like that's technology. What, that's what that made me think of, like, yeah. I mean, what's dope now is I feel like there's a lot of tools that people can use for not as much, but like for not as much money. But right. it's still a lot of money in like just in like music creation and artistic creation and like all all types of shit. Mm-hmm. Like there's 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 just that side of it that is like who gets to do that or who has access to that oh man yeah that's got to be the next thing that we we cover in this podcast at some point but just like there's got to be a conversation about class Mm -hmm. like this this kind this 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 uh this silence around class and the fucking presence and like and not just on some like the one percent and the 99 percent but like no like you know, like middle class niggas need to call out what middle class existence mm-hmm. is, and like, and whether it be upper middle class, middle middle class, lower middle class, whatever the fuck, working class. You know, folks who are raised poor in poverty, like up, like the upper class. Like, there needs to be a conversation that exposes what the fuck all this shit means, and mm-hmm. it needs to be happening all the time. It doesn't need to be this shit that's so hidden because this shit controls everything, and it influences all of our opportunities and shit, and like. You know the culture creation and, mm-hmm. and you know the thought the thought happenings and discussions and the discourses and all that shit, but nobody talks about it. And like I feel like we have sometimes we have trouble like even identifying what classes we fall into. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I I couldn't necessarily all the way feel comfortable defining my own. So it's like mm-hmm. you know, but all those things play into exactly what you're talking about with like the accessibility and shit and kind of like you know like saying like. You know, they didn't have to, like, the female DJs didn't have to be as tight, but it's like, well, they, you know, how many motherfucking men got, like, had all the access to all this shit, right. and how much, how further behind were females starting with the, with the, you know, with the tools and shit, so it's like, I don't know, that's what that makes me think of, so, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was, even, like, with, on the class tip, I feel that, and, like, just, it's just hella interesting to, like, 
look at different creative art forms, right? Like right. so, so like hip hop, and you've you've spoken on this, but like, I remember one time you said that like the the three capitals of hip hop has been like Brooklyn, Compton, and Atlanta, right? You know? yeah. mm-hmm. And that's hella real. I like mm-hmm. super feel that. Yeah. And like, cause I lived in Atlanta for a couple years, and it was what was hella interesting to me about Atlanta was like it's this majority black city, right? And there's but there's so much class diversity amongst like the black community that yeah. you just see because of just numbers right because mm-hmm. of just when you have when you're a majority anything you're gonna have a spectrum of like there's gonna be poor folk like if it's a town of like all asians or like you know white folks or whatever it's like there's gonna be poor asians middle class asians you know wealthy and like you know mm-hmm. poor black folks middle class wealthy right. along while we live under capitalism and whatnot, yeah, right yeah exactly. but so so atlanta Somebody was like that and then it was so then it was crazy because i felt like there was such a dope creative energy and like just a artistic you know space and and scene and mm-hmm. all that right but then it was like there's it's such a huge capital right now or center for hip hop and like labels there and all that but i was just right. like i could see though how it's like you have this infrastructure right where you have like a large black middle class mm-hmm. that is like they're kind of on some so you got kids that are like they're playing with keyboards and fucking like laptops with Pro Tools and shit or right. like turntable, mm-hmm. whatever, like controllers and all that, just like in their house, bored and like smoking weed and just doing shit like yeah, a uh-huh. normal suburban kind of middle class <laughs> life in America, yeah, right? No, that's real. And they're hella doing that, but it's like there's this creative energy and whatnot. And mm-hmm. so it's just like then you have these conditions for like a lot of, a lot of things to get created, right? So that, that right. is like the outlet for that is a lot of music and things, right? There's an industry, there's money to support that. There's artists getting put on, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't really know where I was going with that, but it was just like an interesting observation of like while I was out there, you know? Yeah, now that makes me think of a million different things. <laughs> nah, that makes me think of a million different things. I mean, one of which is like the discussions that happen around hip hop and like motherfuckers that talk about real hip hop and fake hip hop and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, First of all, shut the fuck up if yeah. you're talking about all that real hip-hop and all that what is real hip-hop. Mm. Yo, your discussion is 30 years old, nigga, right. and you need to get over yourself really quick, man. And, 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 and start, you know, like, motherfucker, there was that big shit a couple years ago when Chief Keith got big, and it's just like, well, Chief Keith, like, this is like mm. all this brouhaha and shit, and it was just like, look, man, like, if you destroy a public education system, if you create ghettos out of deindustrialization and and kind of killing the infrastructure of jobs and creating joblessness and chronic all this kind of shit and like you know this is this is the kind of shit that it you know that that pops up you know what i'm saying and like so to ever blame somebody for like trying to do what they can to get on or whatever and like do what they do in their creative space it's like if you ever go to that person and blame them Mm. it's like you need to you need to put your fucking head out of your ass you know what i'm saying And, and and like rearrange your shit so you can focus on what the fuck is really at right. you know what i'm saying it's a, it's a, it's something bigger going on that you ain't focusing on yeah that's what that, i mean you know that class discussion i mean there's a million places we can go to of, i mean, mean and, it's, and, it's, it's even like I, I don't even know if it's just class but it's like a og like gatekeeper shit right right like holding on to like this is what real hip-hop is and like y'all don't Y'all ain't real or like you ain't you don't you don't really like feel like what this real shit is or you know right. you just on some bullshit. And really what that comes down to, I feel like, is like OGs, 
like saying fuck you to the youth you know because right, I mean? yeah, the yeah. youth are on some like different shit and you're not really feeling it and you don't really understand it but it's just like get the fuck over yourself <laughs> bruh and like and why would you like why would you alienate the youth like that like because automatic because all it's like they're fucking young man like all they just got that energy i know man. i mean it's like trying to not remember what you used to be like you used to be wilding out and they like, came up when they was the youth and they saying and, that shit now right used to feel weird like that and like just wanted to look for a creative outlet or and was an like fuck everybody something. i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i can right, right rebellious now. or like whatever all those different things awkward rebellious creative like all that shit mm-hmm. and but it's just like as soon as you do that as soon as you're like oh you ain't about this real you know i don't understand this so you ain't you know this ain't real you this ain't this real yeah. hip-hop or whatever you just saying like you're just setting it up for the youth to be like fuck you yeah, like, I'll exactly fuck with you then you know what uh-huh, I mean? yeah. because i feel like shout out to shout out to dage and and the and beaches dage hey, and beaches out. on the on on the beaches podcast i remember i was listening to that shit and they were talking about like all the ogs all the youth ever want is to get affirmation from the ogs Man. you know what i'm saying yeah. and so it's like as soon as you as soon as the og is just like Nah, this ain't real hip. Real hip hop was only fucking Africa Bombada and like or like the nineties or some shit. You know what I mean? Right. Like mm-hmm. then it's just like you automatically just alienate them and they're just gonna be like, fuck you then, and I'm just gonna be out here doing my own shit. When really that could be like an opportunity to be building for like mentorship, for you know, building like love, like more based energy, like all that shit. You know what I mean? So anyway, fucks with the shouts out to the youth. Much love to the youth. I fucks with I don't really understand a lot of this, like, you know, I mean, like, shit's getting wild, bro. I mean, like, <laughs> What's going I'm on, on Cheddar? Like, I'm just, you know, I'll be on, like, on, I'll be on a Snapchat or I'll be on sh- Twitter and shit. And I mean, like, Cats is wearing, like, skirts and shit now. And, like, <laughs> and it's like, I don't really understand it, but whatever, though. I don't give a wait, fuck. Wait, like, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not going to take that. No, because what is not to understand? I feel like motherfuckers are always trying to push boundaries, man. Right, it's just right. like... Like, I remember being, I mean, I remember shit. I've always been a rebellious motherfucker, so I can understand that shit. It's just like, whatever you gonna take and be like, this is normal, I'm gonna fucking defy that shit. Yeah. Like, and, and make you uncomfortable because you shouldn't be so comfortable in your fucking perspective. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I can wear this skirt. I can wear this fucking fingernail polish. I can do whatever the fuck I need to do because you're way too comfortable while this world is way too fucked up. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like, so we need to fuck people's shit up yeah. and like skew and shake people up enough to be like, oh, be uncomfortable. You should be uncomfortable. You should You be. should be uncomfortable. You shouldn't be so, like Cornell West talks about like, um, God, I can't remember it. Colin would know. Shouts out to Colin. But, um, comfortable with this fucking the status quo you know you shouldn't be so comfortable right. with this shit you know you should be uncomfortable you should be shook and like your perceptions of how what the norm is should be fucking challenged and i feel like if nothing if they they might not have not everybody has the ability to articulate what that is and how right. that feels like or whatever but that's what i feel like the youth culture is important for you know what i'm saying I mean, amongst a million other things you know but anyway that's cuz it, it it's some about like it taps into there's something like about even if you can't articulate like you don't have the language or things at that time to like articulate what it is you're actually even doing at that time yeah. or how you're even pushing down they know what they're doing they know yeah mm-hmm. there's like a feel there's a there's a certain yeah whatever like mm-hmm. it's in the air kind of man. it's an energy right? it's a flow yeah, yeah all that shit and so i'm just saying that like I don't know if I'm going to be rocking the skirt like that, but I <laughs> fucked with it. Like, I love that that is happening, you know what I'm saying? Right, and right, it's right. making people 
uncomfortable Man, keep or rocking your shit. skirts. Keep rocking, keep rocking your, your fingernail polish. I mean, I mean, we're keep specific, rocking all that but we're shit, specifically. I, I mean, obviously, we're specifically talking about hetero cis, cisgendered males, yeah. hetero. You know what I'm saying? But there's there's all kinds of other shit going on, and like everybody, just keep doing your goddamn thing. Keep doing your thing, man. Keep doing you. Be base. Be pleasant. You know what I'm saying? Be, very base. Be cordial. Very base. <laughs> Be 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 okay to your fellow human being out eat here. Eat your veggies. Eat your veggies. Brush you know your what breath. Mean? You know. Eat your kale. Smoke your Kush. Eat your eat your TAC lace gummy bears. You know what I'm saying? Straight out of Denver. Man, there's so many conversations to have, but I feel like we're pushing the time limit. Yep, yep. And it might be that time. So man. it might be that time. Um, all right. Much love, G. Another, hey, one, another, one another one in the books. Another one in the books, man. Another one in the books. Hope, hey, here. maybe you listen this long. I hope, hey, shouts out to you if you did. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, the three homies, the three homies that are man, listening to this, I y'all hope that go. you were thoroughly y'all entertained go, man. and that we kept this shit lit for you, Oh, man. shouts out to the enthusiasts. Oh, hey, Jax, my dude. Um, So dope. So <laughs> people get with this like, yeah, Jackson on the Enthusiast is like the most lit email <laughs> newsletter that email you will ever experience. So clean. So clean. All right, y'all. We out here. Until the next time. Peace. Yeah, did I mean.